7 tips on how to start a blog. Start a blog from scratch with these simple tricks. First, frame yourself right. I personally am so sick about people talking about mindset and probably also self-awareness, but even if it is totally hyped right now, I still think I need to address this topic, otherwise you probably won't ever start your blog. So, to avoid the word mindset, think of this much more as a framework for you and your little project. The thing is, we all have these big grand visions, these big ideas in our heads, and then reality hits in, and you get so stuck in details that you just want to quit all the time, because you put all this work into this new thing, but turns out that nothing turns out. The main problem, I think, is the wrong framework, because you expect too much. What your framework should be. This is just something to try out. This is not what I need to prove myself. The most probable scenario is failure, but still fail is for sure if I don't try it. I need to invest time in the beginning until it begins to take on speed. Most things in this world aren't linearly distributed, therefore I should keep going because the likelihood of success improves with every minute I put in. Likelihood of success previously not backed up by data. This holds true, especially in a more complex and more digital world. In a more digital world. Let's rather not tell anyone about it until this project got at least some traction, because otherwise the project and maybe also me might crush under their expectations. What your framework really is? I got this new idea. We'll change everything. We'll try it out and make billions. Gonna tell everybody about it. I am a writer now, right next to everybody who already is a writer. I am good. All these other dudes just don't know about how to blog, how to write. Let's go criticize the work of everyone out of an industry professional's perspective. Because, you know, I do have a blog. And therefore, I am published. And therefore, I am a writer. By the way, since I got this blog, I might as well put CEO of my blog into my Insta and LinkedIn profiles. Because, you know, I got a company. Oh man, shit. Got now viewers. Probably everything I did was wrong. Well, not so nice. Got no views. Oh man, shit. Got no views. Probably everything I did was wrong. Well, not so nice. Let's get another idea. You can make everything go back. Although this is, isn't always true. <laughs> It helps me get going. I can delete my blog at any time. Okay, this is actually a thing you... This is actually a right mindset. You can make everything go back, although this isn't always true. It helps me get going. I can delete my blog anytime, which of course isn't true, but of course it gets you going because then it's iterations upon iterations and not getting the thing out. It's document versus create. Here is how that worked out for me. Around 2017, I really started to think, damn, I need to get into this. A few years before, I just had discovered that creative writing or, or just writing in general was a thing that was just so much fun. Then I started, but I didn't really. I spent years researching about WordPress, the most used content management system, and digging into the strategies, thinking about how and when to post, planning years in advance, but actually never published anything. 
Nowadays, all this backend doesn't need to be done. My advice is, if you want to start a blog in 2020 or 2021 or 2022, things probably won't change that much. After all, there are probably... After all the probably hundreds, if not thousands of hours I spent digging into this, trying to figure this out for me is this. Second. After what? Yeah, the title here turned, uh, turned out to be a little too provocative, but still, this holds true to be self-evident in like most scenarios. Chances are, someone's not gonna like your idea out of the almost 8 billion people on this planet. Maybe it's your best friend, your co-worker, your mom. This might hinder you from developing something new. Even if they are nice, chances are you will get comments like, oh well my son, he is a blogger now, he makes money on the internet, he is something totally new, does not need no education. <laughs> I guess that blogging thing pays your rent now. <laughs> well, at least someone has to invest their money into something useful, right? So you are kind of the next Timothy Ferris, I guess, already making big bucks, I guess. It literally doesn't make any sense whatsoever to counter one of these attacks with. Well, according to Burrito's law, everything in this world is distributed by 8020. In reality, it's more like 1991. Hence, me trying to this thing out and already being in the top 1% wouldn't really meet the low expectations I had. I had to set for my blog anyway. Quote by Fresh Started Blogger, probably not successful anyway. So, F them. Don't tell them you think like this. Don't tell them to go F them. But still, that's the thing you do mentally. And most important, tell your inner critic, chances are his attacks will hinder you by far the most from starting your blog. Also, to also go F off. Then you are ready for step 3. Don't think too big. Just do this one thing. Just try to get this one idea and turn it into something readable. You can always do some more later on. But if you are spreading all your invested time right from the start, you could potentially end up quitting. Because none of your ideas generated enough traction to be able to work as proof of concept for you and also others. Fourth, separate your content from your personal stuff. Probably you already have several channels. Nevertheless, I would recommend separating. Not everyone has to know about your new project right away, so don't tell them. Keep things separate. The thing with interests is this. If someone is, then you might as well tell them. But by telling anyone right away, you totally lose the opportunity of someone being actually interested in your blog or project. Fifth, finish something. It's the downfall of everything. Perfectionism. Because we already told everyone about it, we gotta meet their expectations, right? But what if we can't deliver? What if blogging turns out to be a little bit more difficult than previously assumed? What if something goes wrong? There are many what-ifs, and the problem is you most likely haven't thought about any of them, or at least most of them. This, is, this kind of thing is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. If you are unskilled, chances are you think you aren't. The more skilled you get, the more you know what to don't know. The more you know what you don't know, and therefore you don't think of yourself of being that skilled anymore. The problem is, all this could potentially lead you to not finishing something. But this is the most important part, because 
Otherwise, you miss out on the learning curve that comes with finishing something. If you got 100 ideas for blog posts in the pipeline, but all are either just ideas or only a few sentences, chances are you might feel a little bit overwhelmed by all the work in front of you. So, keep it lean. One idea, one finish. Sixth. <laughs> Put out total crap. That's literally the thing that saved my... A. And at least somehow tamed my perfectionist tendencies that led to me totally procrastinating on writing itself. The key, at least for me, really was to put out crap. You just don't learn anything about the actual work itself, and therefore you aren't developing your skill set. But if you allow yourself to put out crap, everything becomes easy. This new thing called your new blog doesn't need to be, doesn't need to hold up to all these standards. Chances are, your writing is not already good as hell. And even if it was, then it wouldn't matter anyway. Because by doing something, you learn something. And no matter what your, what your baseline is, you at least give yourself the possibility to get better. You increase the chances. The world isn't as easy such, the, such that the simple equation invested time and skill equals skill equals improvement equals so skill equals skill improvement the simple equation invested time in skill equals skill improvement but what does hold true invested time in skill equals higher chances of skill improvement due to your brain and neural networks developing your conscious attention on this area your unconscious attention on this area your brain basically helps you alive by solving problems as background processes without your conscious self you proving to yourself that you are really doing these things this is one of the most important aspects we cannot really fake something if our actions don't back it up by at least some amount check out atomic habits by james clear on this topic about higher about that higher chances of skill improvement thing once again although it is fairly complicated concept it is a fairly complicated concept it's still also it's also very easy it doesn't take stephen hawkins iq to figure out the chances of you being a better writer after publishing 10000 posts compared to you not doing it seventh don't start tomorrow but right now this second if you could measure the likelihood of someone taking action after reading a post like this, I bet right after finishing, it goes down exponentially, probably with every single second not doing anything. Just create a profile on any platform and start writing. Today, don't plan anything big, because as a matter of fact, this will prevent you from actually doing it. Like me, for several years, I started posting just today. Well, more a few days back, since I didn't finish the article the first time. If you still need something at hand, here are a few recommendations. Facebook. You probably already got your account. Just set up a new page. It only takes minutes. Pick up a name. Pick a name and then you are set. Instagram. Makes only sense if your blog will be media-based. 
Meaning, core content is not text but rather an image or video. And the text adds to that. Descriptions are still limited and you cannot just write something. Also, audience on Instagram is not really searching for blogs, rather for images and videos. Tumblr isn't really listed on the free web, meaning every time you try to access something via Google search, you first need an account, which is a two-sided coin. Can be nice to make sh to make your first few steps as blogger in a safe environment, but also you miss out on potential readers. Basically, it works like Facebook. You need an account, then you can create a page. Still, you really have your own subdomain, something like creativetake.tumblr.com, which is very nice indeed. Oh yes, it's free. Pinterest. Mostly graphic-based. Not really suited for text, only for summaries, lists and stuff like that. Guess people mainly are searching for tips and shopping recommendations on here, but I don't really know. YouTube. Not really suited for text, but that's kind of obvious. Best platform for, for video, should you ever decide either to add text, to add this to your text-based blog, or to change your core content to video-based. WordPress.org. Essentially, this also works like Tumblr and Facebook, but you get in touch with the real backend for blogs, namely WordPress. WordPress itself is just a program for managing content on website, on websites, but with WordPress.org, they offer a subdomain with your content. You can choose and change the style of your blog, also available on Tumblr, not so much on Facebook, with themes, like on your phone. Like on your phone. Big disadvantage, advertising on your blog, big banners, which sounds shitty and also looks shitty, which was the main reason I myself only tried it in the beginning, but then moved on to self-hosted. This is a total not recommend. Although it really is not that complicated, it is indeed in the beginning, and it complicates your start. Everything complicating your start is not good, because it decreases the chances you of your start. Works like this. You rent a domain, something like urbandreamfactory.com or facebook.com. It usually costs a few bucks a year. Then you need server space. Note, these two aren't necessarily connected, meaning rent your domain somewhere and rent your server space somewhere else. The main disadvantage compared to everything mentioned above, cost. It costs something, server space as well as your domain. Then you install a content management system or CMS onto your web space, like installing an app onto your notebook. Server space is not more than someone leaving his computer with hard drives connected to the internet all the time, and every time someone visits your URL, they get redirected to a dedicated space on the server's computer, which conveniently runs all the time, and that's called the internet. Well, that was a lot to take in, but remember, start the F. Now, kind regards.